0: This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers and is in the presence of greatness.
1: Everybody, and welcome to episode 163 of Movie Drone. I'm gonna be starstruck, Steve, and I'm gonna be looking in Wonder Mark. Okay, so uh, yeah, mate, episode 163. Yeah, there we go, off to a good start, yeah, as you hear at the end. So, uh, Adam, last week, yeah, when he good, when he. Yeah, great feedback as yeah, well. Yeah, we had fun with that one, yeah. didn't we? I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe not so much the film. I wasn't yeah. a fan, was I? No, it's no, a, I loved it. But I really enjoyed the episode there. Yeah. So, and we've got a guest on later, so we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later. So, what have you been up to this week,
0: mate? Extension woes, mate. <laughs> had a nightmare with the extension. What, the
1: hair?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like extension, mate. Oh. Um, but, you know, we've started now. I've got a garden that's got a digger in it and there's mud and shit everywhere. They've no, done is, really yeah. well. Um, no, it's
1: not like you've got guests or anything coming. Nope. No, no, no. Nope. Good. I've
0: to traipse them through all the mud. Bad timing and all that, I suppose. But it started. Hey. Um, next door, mate. New neighbours. Lovely they are. Aren't Lovely, they? yep. I don't know if you know much about Cassie. She's got this huge phobia of snakes. Right. Um. So when one of the kids came out, and went look at my snake, and was holding this what I can only describe as a monster right. over his shoulders. She didn't look that impressed, mate. Right. Beautiful though. Had a hold. Had so a... next door neighbors have got a big snake. Yeah. Oh right. Well, got a big snake. It's not right. that big. I mean, I wouldn't call right. it that big, but but wrapped right around the head of a kid. Yeah. It looked a bit big. Yeah. Right. It was a bit. It was a big lump. But yeah. So she's not too happy about that. But they're lovely. Really like them. And then got a gusto order again, mate. Um, I mean, you, you moaned about my HelloFresh. Yeah. Gusto's like a level above, isn't it? Well, it is when it comes automatically and they send four meals and none of us can eat. And <laughs> um, that was disappointing, uh, I'll be honest with you. Were you ordering them, did you? No, apparently oh. she didn't read the small print that said they would just send you another four meals. <laughs> but they selected them. Right. Um, yeah, none of us could eat any of them. Oh, Terrific. So the dog's got some in the freezer. <laughs> We've obviously cancelled that now. Um, yeah, you can now. go
1: on and choose them I think. Yeah, HelloFresh Fresh chooses them, but you go in yeah. and take them off and
0: put new ones on. Yeah, well, we're going to try Hello Fresh in a couple. of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean
1: I, they sent mine the other day with uh, with no beef for one oh. of them. Well right, right. done, and two two recipe cards for meals that I didn't have and not the recipe cards for the ones I did have so best of right. luck with that.
0: Well we've agreed next week Miss has got a bit of a serious operation so she's going in so I've agreed tray meals for the week so right. I'm not fucking about with gusto mate Soasty, it's whatever I can it? flick on a tray. Okay. You're going to eat exactly like you want to eat aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Fast yes I am. And I've got a little teaser for you mate not right. going to do too much with this this week but I just want to tease you a little bit because right. with time and stuff but here you go ready you're only having a couple of seconds. It was on smile but my heart it went wild there you go that's all you're getting i've been mate i've done it uh, there you go. <laughs> <up. Jeez. laughs> you're crying did i hit you that much with the feelings <laughs> i
1: don't know what they're saying like no. I, I can't, it was like, like Eurovision, yeah. something like Eurovision, you know, yeah. like the last place at yeah. Eurovision, or something that should be on the, the Ricky Gervais yeah. on the road thing. And it was so uh, lucky, mate. I
0: was so good I'd done uh, two. <laughs> Not getting that vocal on that one, though, but there you go. <laughs> you didn't do if you don't know me. No, I didn't. Damn you're right. it! Damn it. Sorry, that would
1: have mate. been better. Now, that might be the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and I need a copy of that with okay. the cover, the album cover that I. Okay. I don't sell. Let's should we? Let's give away some CDs to Movie Drone. Let's no. not. Yeah, let's okay. make the CD. Yeah, and I'll we'll, I'll, we'll do the the album cover okay. that I created. Okay. I'm gonna send some CDs out. To some you put people. the
0: effort to make it, mate. Yeah. I'll send them
1: out. Yeah? yeah. Okay. All right. I'll oh, do nice. that. People can uh, write in for a copy. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: Have <laughs> <Brilliant>. mate. <laughs>
1: not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I couldn't do my run on Sunday, did I? Oh. I went to London. Yeah. You know I don't like London. Yeah. I mean, I still don't like London, but I got to see the changing of the guard just random it's nice you've just randomly walking past the courtyard I think mm. Westminster still started coming out on the horses and all that do you know what I mean that's just uh, just leaving work mate yeah, that's, that's bit, all it is yeah it's a bit of, a bit of British pomp yeah. isn't it yeah. but uh, it's nice to see it return a lot of people like that sort of thing I mean I don't really go much for it it's just yeah. some people on some smelly horses if I'm honest <laughs> yeah. but there seemed to be a lot of people who liked it yeah. so that weren't too bad Jill's got one of the bedrooms being decorated okay. so unfortunately um, I'm having to use her bathroom when Ooh. I come home from work because it's a little bit too close for me to yeah. use to the room that's being decorated. She's a bit worried. So because I'm having lots of fruit, it, it gave me the chance to do what I've always wanted to do, mm. which was go to the loo in Jill's bathroom and leave a note on the door that said, please do not flush, possible world record. <laughs> I wanted to do it It's for not ages. like she's never used your bathroom, mate, is it? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I did that. It yeah. made me chuckle a little bit yeah. when I got home. So yeah, living the dream. It yeah, sounds dream amazing, home, mate. mate. <laughs> living the dream. So, yeah, that's about it for me, man. Oh, brilliant. I just You'll play that again. What? you play it again. Play what one? Yeah. That one. It
2: was only a smile, <laughs>
0: but my heart it will <laughs>
1: I'd definitely send that out on CD. (laughs) That is amazing. It's amazing. Okay, then, mate. After that, got any thanks?
0: Yes, mate. I've got thanks to Tim, Right Stuff Reviews, What Should We Watch, Podcast HQ, WTM, The Podcast That Wouldn't Die, Nerdrovert, Movie Journey, Mike, Mike and Oscar, Siegs, Ian McIntyre, and Collateral Cinema. Thank you very much to everyone for those
1: retweets yeah. on Twitter. So I've got special thanks for people who've gone the extra mile. So I've got Jill Cassie, VHS Stripes Back, Jamie Russell, Cinema Recall, Glenn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, Jamie Irwin, LJ Human, The Legend that's Ryan, Movie Journey Podcast, Paul and Ben from Filmbusters, Apple Park Films, Chris Watt. Ian McIntyre and Adam from last week. Yeah, is Jamie Owen going to critique your your play? Did you play the guitar no. on No, you didn't. No, I was just
0: backing track that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. concentrating on the vocals.
1: <laughs> okay, please, I, I, I can't. Just play the promo, please. Okay.
0: Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to Filmbusters.
2: Three friends who love each other but hate each other's tastes in movies. You just hate hate Tom Cruise, don't
1: you? It was annoying me. I think (laughs) when I was watching it I was in a mood to be irritated because I get irritated when I
2: see Tom Cruise straight away. (laughs) How do you even get into a fucking acting career when you're that shit? The lines are awful, but you can't even deliver a shit line.
1: Yeah, listen, listen right now. Let me just say that... I wasn't bored at any point during the film. Oh, well, can I, I, I not, can I not six say six something, Adam? <laughs> no, I'm
2: going first. I'm done with it. Fucking white male hero saving everyone all the time. It's particularly starting to piss me off.
1: I don't think they should make any more Toy Story films after this one because...
0: Because it's the perfect ending to a Toy Story franchise! It's 10 out of 10.
1: Fuck off. I don't think I
0: can continue podcasting with you, boys. (sighs) I'm shocked, (laughs) him. Find Film Busters on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms.
1: There we go. So that's our friends from Film Busters. Good old
0: British podcast. Yeah,
1: so Ben's, uh, Ben's listening all the time. I think mm. Paul's still listening. Yeah. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember what he was up to. Episode four was the last one I saw him share. Was it? I, feel, I
0: think he skipped three. I, feel, I didn't see I any comments so. on three.
1: I'm not surprised. <laughs> he must have like, a really boring commute. But thank yeah. you very much, Paul. Yeah. Please listen to Film Busters. Yes. had uh, Jamie uh, Russell on there again recently, yeah. doing, the, doing the vanishing. I started listening to that episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, listen, they are great. Nicking our guests, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going head to head with him soon in the quiz with yeah. Ben. So, brilliant. Okay, yeah. oh, go on.
0: Welcome to the Mark Reads Some Film Lines in Some Similar Voices. And Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points game. Hashtag, what's that film? There
1: we go. So, this is what can only be described as a quiz. Um, so who got what and what was it? It was Green Mile, mate. Yeah, and I've, I've only seen it once. Okay. So, f- I mean, I've only got one, didn't I? One. You did.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Emma, Glynn, LJ, fives. Right. Okay. Fives. Jill got a four, mate. She did, yeah. The Cornbread. cornbread.
1: You know, I swum on a cornbread. I yeah.
0: thought, yeah, that's what she got it on. Ah, oh, see, good one that one, wasn't it? Paul got five as well. Okay. Um, from work, he also told me something about Mary. got four, and Die Hard, he only got one. Oh right, okay. Um, so, so he got, got this Paul, one on five, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Apparently, oh. the impressions actually helped. Did this, they? Yeah. People <laughs> were saying no they one did. guessed Forrest Gump, mate. <laughs>
1: they, they did like on there something about Mary. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Three um, Mile, definitely not. <laughs> okay. So what you got this week, mate? Here we are then, mate. Do you want a little spoiler?
0: Good old British film. Okay. British episode. Right. <laughs> no, can't help it. Here we are. Five points then, mate. What's that feel? Don't fuck about Ping him. <laughs> it could be any, couldn't it? Don't uh, fuck about Ping him.
1: Fucking hell, Martin. It could be any of them. I'm not going to guess now. No, four points then, mate. Yeah. What's the film? Don't get lemon, Bill. It don't suit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. Bill. Bill 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 Bill
0: I can't put No I can't put it to it Shit Three points then mate Yeah What's that feel What is she going to do on a Saturday Sit in your fucking armchair Wanking off to pop idols Then try and avoid your wife's gaze As you struggle to come to terms With your sexless marriage Terrific That's got even harder Mm. Well done
1: Yay. Yay! Well Yay. done, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good effort. Yeah, that's
0: good, Dad. Eh? Yeah? yeah, yeah, I you piece that together. Okay. Good, eh? good. Here we are then, two points for anyone else. What's that feel? I'm just another bored male approaching 30 in a dead-end job who lives for the weekend. Casual sex, watered down lager, heavily cut drugs and occasionally kicking the fuck out of someone. Right, <laughs> wow, okay, yeah? yeah. And if one point mate, for anyone else who still hasn't got it, unbelievably, what's that feel? Problem was... He'd taken so many beatings on the terraces that he weren't scared of anyone. And the correct medical term for that is total fucking psycho. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. Yeah. That's a difficult one. Yeah. I think
1: that's a little bit niche. Okay. A little bit niche this Find one. will we? I don't think you're going to get many high scores. In fact, I'm going to say there's not many people who are going to get more than me. Okay. I'll put it out there. Three's a good All score right? on this one. And yeah. if you do get more, you get a signed CD. Of Mark playing elevator music. All right. <laughs> I guarantee that I will get you a CD made Such and done. All right. If you win that. All right. OK, there you go. We've got to do score more than three. I mean, lie. I don't give a fuck. I'll send the CDs out. More for my embarrassing Mark. So, brilliant. OK, moving on. Yes. This is
0: Mark's mail set.
1: OK, mate. Uh, so, have we got any in? Oh, we didn't yeah. get one from Adam, I don't think, did we? We didn't. Oh. He's got to step up and he, he got has, a step yeah. up. Is that it? Is he cut us off?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's up been there uh, and done that. <laughs> yeah. They were proper pricks. <laughs> I don't know how to do with them. They've <laughs> got one in from Miles, mate. Right. Okay. So we'll find out what it was in a minute. Okay, brilliant. We need more questions, though, mate? Yeah. How can people send them to us? Via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com or via Twitter and Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, mate. Okay, so please send us some. Yeah, please.
1: Excellent. So, okay, moving on. Yes. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call... Question Christin Time.
0: Question Time. Question Time. Christin time. Time for the question, question time. Question
1: time, question time. Time for the question, question time. And there we go. So we have got a question in this week's the British episode. I hope it's something to do mm. with British
0: stuff. Funnily enough, he's the same, mate. Because he says, Hi, guys. We've news your guest is to be a McIntyre. It's made me wonder what your top five British films are. Okay excluding Rise of the Foot Soldier, of course. Right, okay. That was lucky, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a
1: film about British stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, okay. So, uh, just, what was it, top five? Yeah. Top five British films. Difficult one, this. It is. Tried not to be all the same, mm-hmm. even though I do like a certain type of British film. Yeah. Um. But there you go, right. So what we got? One Me on one? Me too, mate. Me too, and I've gone for enjoyability as well. Okay. But one yeah, on one? One on one, yeah. Okay. Could be some duplicates here. Could be. Yeah. Okay. What's your number five? Clockwork Orange.
0: Okay. Right. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Just got an air about it, mate. It's, I think you're more of a fan of me, than that one? It's just so disturbing. Mm. It's one of those, the same disturbing feelings I get watching it after the 10 time right. as I did the first. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. My number five, mm. along the same sort of lines,
1: Kill List. Okay, I didn't finish that one, did I? I need no. to redo that one. Yeah. Um, I do like Ben Wheatley. hmm And like I say, I mean, uh, Kill List, I just think it's... A... Neil Maskell in that one, isn't it? From yeah. Rise of the Soldiers. Yeah. Um, it, it's not like really, really clever um, when you think about a lot of horror films or <gasps> like the sort of film that's gone before it. The ending is, is sort of probably a bit run-of-the-mill for that sort of thing. But I just think the way that it leads up to it and some of the dialogue is, yeah. is pretty menacing. Okay. Four? Yeah. Sean of the Dead slash Hot Fuzz. I'm having them both. <laughs> I've got Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I've chosen Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Um, I think that that was... It, I mean, it just came out and took the... it just unique, wasn't it, when it yeah. came out. It's like hadn't, the British hadn't really done something that good with a comedy horror no. and uh, i think that they just did a really good job there you've got
0: a new film out soon as well I do. yeah okay. last tango in soho or something. Oh, right. or last okay. dance in soho oh, yeah. sunny in soho it's not like cuban Fury, is it no no good no it's good. it looks horror mate right uh watch trailer today okay uh, looks really good okay really there good. we go right number three train spotting okay <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing
1: no i don't know no, yeah. I just think I'll get the air of Begbie looking at you. you know what I mean? yeah. So There you go. Oh, I've got Life of Brian. Okay. Um, again, it's, uh, I needed to put a little bit of comedy in because I didn't want to fill mine with gangster films yeah. and football films. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got Life of Brian.
0: Yeah. I, I decided I would put a football or gangster film in because you got to have one, don't you? I went for the business. Did you? I really, really like the business. Yeah. Some of the acting is questionable in it, but I love the detail and I love the story. Yeah. I think
1: it's done really well. I do love it. it has. I do love it. I think they've got a great chemistry, them two.
0: Oh, the, the mains. I've got no issue with the mains. Yeah, are yeah. brilliant. But yeah. some of the supporting. A little well. bit of
1: rubs. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I like to, to sort of just be, I don't know which one. Really, these are sort of like level. I'm going to say number two is Love, Honour and Obey.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Which not enough people have seen. Okay. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I still think that. You've seen it though, haven't you? Bit disturbing, isn't it? I, mean, I think it's really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah. I think it's really funny as well, though. Yeah. Really funny. So um, I, I just sort of, I had to choose between the two. So Love, Honor, Obey, number two.
0: Okay. Number one for me, mate. Still Chicken. right? Joe Stevenson. Right, okay. Really, really good. Interesting. Didn't expect you to have that. I don't think there's a film for a long time that's a made me as emotionally abused after watching it as that one did whether that be because some bits were funny some bits were so, just mesmerized mate yeah
1: yeah that was good mm. i've got i mean i had to go for it lock stock and two smoking barrels okay i think the dialogue yep. from from guy ritchie um is just fantastic i don't think he's hit the heights gentleman was quite good yeah um and getting up there I don't think he's quite hit the heights of Lockstock yeah. um since then, which is a shame because uh, just brilliant. Man. I did have snatch and lock stock on
0: my honourables, mate. I, I didn't want to be too predictable in putting them in. Okay, what else you got in your honourables? That was it, mate.
1: Is it? Yep. Okay, I had uh, Trainspotting again, but The Crying Game. Okay. I've, a lot of classics. I don't, I don't watch them enough, but a lot of the classics, like the old British ones, so I've got Long Good Friday, Mona Lisa, uh, Football Factory, yep.
0: ID, Pride, yep. uh, Oh, Pride, mate. Why did I forget Pride? I don't know, mate. Pride. Chuck one of the other ones out and put Pride (laughs) on it. Fucking fantastic film. Yeah, so there we go.
1: British cinema's brilliant, isn't it? It is, yeah. But you do have to be careful not to choose a film all the same. If you're into British cinema, you you love the old British gangster films and that, don't Mm. you, and
0: the football ones and stuff. So I could have easily had five. There's quite a few I looked at, actually. Were I I was surprised that there was actually sort of either co-produced through studios, so there was actually technically half british half american and stuff like that which i didn't realize Mm. excellent Mm. all right so listen the moment because you know we have someone with us um you heard at the start of the episode we are going to be in the presence of greatness and we are indeed um we've got our guest with us It's actually traveled down to the movie drone shed (laughs) hut studio brick-a-back shop um we'll introduce mr ian mcintyre
1: Oh yeah, thank, thank you for that me, Mark and Steve. No worries, no worries. We've been looking forward to this, Ian. I think um, a lot of people have, mate. Yeah, as you know, well, we've obviously started talking to you a little while ago. That's right. Yeah. Um, for, and uh, like I say, we like to support British as well, so it's been really good speaking to you and, and getting that support from you and obviously being able to um, give it back. I mean, you do everything. You're actor, director, yep. producer, <laughs> editor. You know my editing pain. Um, yep. You just do the lot. Yeah. I mean, just tell us a little bit about it. Where did it all start, mate?
2: Well, it's a long way back. I started about 30 years ago now. Yeah. Um, back then, it was sort of mobile phones were kind of just coming into the case. But at the time, you know, to try and crack into this industry, it was really difficult because you had nowhere to go. There was no internet at that time. No, no. But I was I was kind of always wanted to be in the industry just didn't know how to crack it but on um, I was quite lucky I was living in a tower block at the time in Kennington, and, and um, they I was filming a, a drama called holding on right um so I had a chat with a location manager um because we rented they they rented my garage and flat to use in, in this drama got a few names off them of agents and that and started off being as an extra back in the day now a supporting artist right. um and it kind of railroaded from there about. 15 years later of doing that i was um in most of the programs eastenders the bill red dwarf yeah the, the
1: red dwarf red one dwarf, oh, the red dwarf
2: one. i know it's brilliant
1: i yeah. mean like i say i could sit probably and chat about the time on red dwarf all, all night but
2: um yeah sorry carry on yeah um and then you know it was kind of one of those things where i was picking up a lot of information and what i wanted to do i wasn't quite sure if, if acting that side of the camera is what i wanted to do so it's like after a while i thought you know what i want to be the other side of the camera i had the experience i'd seen what was happening but but to actually cut because so as a director or a producer i needed that ticket as such so yeah. um i left it it was about 2003 uh i actually went to univer- uh, university in winchester um done a course uh bachelor of arts on screen production uh came out of there and at the time we bought I got a business partner David Sheed who was a producer on Rise of the Foot Soldier as well we set up a little company it was only small at the time but he's also um, an arm wrestling referee
0: <laughs> I know weirdly <laughs> enough
2: um, so we invested it was about 12 grand in the first camera we got at the time and it was second hand it was oh, quite, yeah. quite high end and then we ended up because his arm wrestling ref- referee gang all over the Nordic countries we started going over there and filming that right. uh, to get the experience and um, They love the video footage we've done. I mean, how how interesting can you make arm wrestling? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, (laughs) yeah, We've seen over the top, haven't we, quite a few times with Sylvester Stallone. But, yeah, I think we've done a good job. But on one of the jobs when we was flying out, um, he was investing in a film. And I said, what film is it? He said, Rise of the Foot Soldier. Sorry, his mate was investing. So I said to the comment, have they got anyone doing the documentary behind the scenes? Um, He said it will phone him. He texted him or whatever at the time before we flew out. By the time we come back, I said, right, we've got an interview with Carnaby International, Um, yeah, and it railroaded from there. We got the job there. Before we actually started that job, Rise of the Foot Soldier, they put us straight onto a job they'd been midway filming uh, called Dolphins at the time. I think they changed the title now to Octane. Right. Bit of a boy racer film filmed in Brighton. Right. We'd done that one, then Rise of the Foot Soldier, uh, and then we got two more films after that. Uh, it was a uh, behind the scenes for my French director Michael Ossalot oh, that was okay. for um, an animation yeah. um, Azura Esma okay and the one after that was I believe the title stayed at Caught in the Act that was with a that was up in Wales with a uh, director Matt Lipsy uh, Steve Spears acting in it uh, Ralph Brown so that had a few Maureen Lipman okay Yeah. Um, yeah. and it just it just kind of carried on excellent there, you know?
0: excellent so now you're doing. I mean, we just had a chat beforehand. You just said you've been writing. That's right. Yeah. Um, if you're doing, so you're multi artist. So is it difficult to shut down from the roles? Or Do you sort of, if you're on a set, are you looking at the director thinking, "Come on, mate, how do you? Or is your ambition now to do everything you want? Like um, you want your own production where you do the multi bit?
2: It's at the moment I'm more because I tend to chop and change from it so Mm -hmm. at the moment i'm kind of got my producers head on yeah so i'm doing a lot of producing and getting stuff done for people i'm quite a a good go-getter getting stuff done like that so at the moment on that but when i'm on a set um it's now whatever whatever position i'm at i just do that i I won't look around the director and think oh no come on you need to do a bit better than Matt. i'll do a different shot like that you know you i just specifically do me do me roll yeah but again, it's a passion, so you do. You literally just put your heart I suppose into you're always it.
0: learning off the people
2: you're watching. You are, yeah. I mean, you're forever learning. No one knows it all by far, you yeah. know, and the industry changes so much, especially with all the tech that's coming out. My ethos is that in this industry, um, whatever, regardless of what position you want to take on, you know, you need to have a bit of an idea of everyone else's job. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to be a director, then, you know, to direct your film, if you need special effects, you need to know what the editor's going to need, you know, if you're going to need green screen. Um, and so on and so on yeah. you know lighting camera sounds a bit complicated Steve oh, doesn't
1: yeah. it? Uh, I mean I've got uh, an actor, actress in the family yeah. so my uh, niece was in uh, Lynn and Lucy oh, right. the yep. English film recently okay. she was uh, she was in that, so um, she played the hairdresser, the nasty one. She did, yeah. She, she was horrible, one, yeah, yeah. And, You've uh, assured me she's nice in real life. <laughs> well, she's been in EastEnders as well, so um, well, like I say, I do talk to her about that. Uh, do you think Mark could get a part as Charles Manson in any uh, in any film making? He, that you're mean, he,
2: he looks a little bit familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. I'll take <laughs> a good it, Charles. If you if
1: you do make a film about Charles Manson, would you would you? Yeah, well, I'll definitely give him, him a a definitely give him brilliant. a shout. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, yeah. i got that one in uh, Over the
0: new one. it would be great, wouldn't it? You come and see a film with me in.
1: I mean i've slipped through a few films mark yeah. so um yeah we might as well make it another one so uh no
0: worries <laughs> so we're allowed to ask a magical question uh, what question the, the magical one go what, for you, it. what you're working on what's coming up what can we look forward to
2: um well at the moment um as i said i'm at the moment going through the stages of paying off a script writer that was involved yep. in me um feature and uh, that's pretty much ready to go i may do one more rewrite on it it's had eight so far i may just put one more on it so that I've literally done the whole script on it, I need to just put a bit more of my element onto it. Yep. Um, it's got elements of Rise of the Foot Soldier, Football Factory, stuff yep. like that in it. And it's almost, it's, it's a biography. It's, it's not my biography, um, but it's based on a lot of true facts, obviously uh, fictionalised yep. a little bit. Um, but that's from a group in London that grew up in um, the early 80s, up in, well, up until present time, really. Um, you know, it's, it's got a lot of what you'd call gangland warfare what you'd call now yeah back then it weren't really you know gangs or that it was groups yeah. there's a lot of deaths in it there's a lot of violence um but it's also got a love story in it as well okay. so it's got quite a mixture in it yeah um and it's just about these guys how they get on in life and what they've done and how they've turned out now yeah you know there's a few twists in it yeah there's some sad elements as well yeah They've they done some nasty stuff. Um, yeah. But in it, when I do film, th- th- there's a lot of racism in it from where it was back in the day. But I'm, I'm going to have to hold back on a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's more true to the times than. Yeah.
2: But yeah, obviously. well, I
1: mean, we watch a lot of films. That you have to, I mean, we have to take a. Uh, they are of the age, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And, and like I say, we watch a lot of, and we watched, saw some recently which had, um, I can't think what they were, but they were like 1999 films yeah. and stuff, and they did have this sort of, um, that undertone in, and some very, very weird and, and sort of uh, racist comments and yeah. things, but it's have its age, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it did, yeah. It's yeah. trying to
0: keep it real, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're trying to put a true representation of that age, unfortunately that was part of what happened. Yeah, yeah definitely. exactly that. And, and
2: you know, I mean, like I say, there was a lot of it in there, um, but f- for the eras now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, ha- I'm, you know, I'm not gonna walk it down so it resembles a cartoon. Do you know yes. what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to, with strain from some of the wording in it, yeah, because of how the racism is now. You know, yeah. but just keep a gritty edge to yeah, it. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, well,
1: well so how long do you reckon that,
2: that takes from sort of like the stage that you're at? The actual screenplay is taken with the rewrites, um, about four years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's at the moment it probably work out about two hours and 15 minutes on screen time. So I've got to cut it down a bit. There's so much stuff in there that you could could make a TV, like loads of episodes of TV programme rather than a feature. Yeah. You know, but um, I've wrote it as a feature, so that's how I'm going to keep it for now. Um, Excellent. But, you know, there's loads of scenes from, you know, umbrella stories from it that could be on a, you know, on on a small screen as well. Sounds like some sequels and that
0: coming in. What do you see your involvement in it? Is it, are you just... Thinking, write or I'll hand it over to someone else. Or no, I'm, do you uh, you want to take it forward yourself. Yeah,
2: so um, I wrote the story. I yep. um, had a script co scriptwriter on it with me yeah. um and yeah i'm gonna produce it obviously i'm gonna have to get investors So it's still yes. a long way down the line yeah um but it's pretty much ready to go but yeah and i'll be directing that as well
0: yeah well yeah. if there's a charles manson s character in that, <laughs> we're just, gonna
2: keep going back to if, charles
0: manson yeah. tonight. <laughs> who gets his head kicked in that here. would be brilliant i'd he, love to see that he's jealous of
1: my long locks <laughs> that's all i get <laughs> i just want to see you get your face stomped yeah. at a football ground that would be like brilliant I'd pay to watch it. I'd invest
0: just as it. I'd be it. chuffed to be in a film to be in the credits man gets head crushed <laughs> I was like, That'd be amazing. Brilliant. So do you like more
1: uh, English films or what's your favourite film?
0: I like a lot of Stanley Kubrick so
2: okay. I mean one of my favourites and I watch it every time it's on I've got a DVD as well is Full Metal Jacket. Okay. I, I love those films. Yeah, I yeah. really love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I like a lot of his films.
1: So, you prefer British films, or are you? Are I do like prefer them? British films? Yeah, yeah, The yeah.
2: same, same as Rise of Foot Soldier, Football Factory. I am into them. I mean, they're the, they're the, the traditional British film now. Yeah, is, it, is it the
1: violence that you like, or is it just? I mean, the thing that we sort of like. I mean, especially with Football Factory, the Nick Love is just the meticulous detail in yeah. all of the costumes and that. I yeah. mean, it. I mean, I am. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm old, I am, but um, I was sort of like an eighties. Sort of uh, child, stroke, teenager going into the eighties, and that was yeah. like that was what people were wearing, you know, yeah. like the feelers and stuff, and like the, the meticulous, he has like a truck, doesn't he, with all of the tractors right. and that, yeah. yeah, and I, I love that sort of meticulous detail to the football yeah. stuff. yeah cool. I
2: do, and it and it 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 just emphasises, um, you know, you growing up, your eras yeah. of growing up as well, and yeah. I'm so, I've got photos that you know. Embarrassed to say I wouldn't show people what I used to wear, <laughs> you know. mark has got some that's being taken tonight, I
1: think. Yeah, I, I wish I'd have changed that my work in man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, British films, for me, I love them because they, they seem to have a different feel to an American film. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between sort of the British and American filmmaking, our approach to
2: it? Um, well, within, well, I find with the American uh, films, documentaries, dramas, or whatever, for my dislike, they're a bit too glossy the way mm-hmm. they're made. If that makes sense, yeah. Too colourful. Where you know British films, they they tend to like pull back a little bit with mm-hmm. the colouring and you know the grading and everything. It's it's more like what you would see in real life rather than on a film. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think
0: that's right. I think watching. I suppose Lynn and Lucy, when you was you actually felt like you was there, didn't you? Same as Rise of the Foot Soldier. Yeah. It certainly didn't give a very sort of bright palette. Yeah. And, yeah. and it did look really, really good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, we're council estate kids. I know that yeah. I
1: certainly am a council estate yeah, so, kid yeah. from yeah. there. So so they do certainly strike a nerve with me. I would yeah. relate to them better than I relate to something like Downton yeah. Abbey. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't live in anything like that. But, uh, I mean, I might have had a horse or two, but... Yeah. No, I didn't. No. (laughs) Stink. (laughs) There you go. So, yeah, we mentioned, um, I mean, a staple of of British sort of uh, of TV viewing and that. What was it? EastEnders. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Red Dwarf I'm interested in. um, And The Bill as well. Yeah. What are those... What is it actually like being on those? Because, I mean... you seem to see everybody. I say, I know my niece has been on EastEnders. I haven't discussed it with her, but what is it actually like being
2: in Albert Square? When, when you first get on the set of EastEnders, it is a bit overwhelming because a little bit starstruck. You're looking around and you think, "Oh, I'm actually on it." You who know? was who was who was about when you when you went? Uh, on what there? was who was? There? It was Mike Reed was on there. So right. <laughs> I, Mike Reed started. I believe I was there about six months before he started, so right. everyone from there right. I would see on there. Okay. Um, the first job I got on EastEnders um, as, as a supporting artist as well um, is when Mark Fowler had AIDS, right? Um, and he got diagnosed. With yeah. me, and I got a call from the agent. And they said, "Oh, EastEnders." Going, yeah. No worries, I'll do that. The only thing is, you've got to be a casualty patient in the AIDS clinic. Is that <laughs> going to be a problem? <laughs> I said, "Not a problem at all." You put me on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that um i got another call uh then they brought me in as the Colesberg delivery man the beer for right. the, the queen vic after that they thought "No, i must be more of a window cleaner right so i was the window cleaner um and after that they thought well he's got the look he must suit it they put me in as a big issue seller so right. i was the big issue seller for six years then well, yeah. yeah oh brilliant so what's it actually like like it's uh i mean i take it
1: that it's i mean it's just a film set yeah yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been on tours, haven't I? Yeah, I mentioned. Yeah. I've been to yeah. the Desperate Housewives yeah. set and stuff like that. And, like, obviously the uh, the, um, the one in LA with them Back to the Future and things yeah. I mean, it's just like plywood and that is that like what a lot of it's like
2: yeah I mean when I was on it's been years since I've been on there now at the time it what, you, they did have some brick buildings there right. most of the buildings there are, are undressed sets so it's just right. the outside so as soon as they go into Queen Vic that's like in the studio yeah, you know? yeah. but yeah they're pretty much empty like buildings plywood and wood that's put up
1: it's weird isn't it because it does look good it's it always had look good yeah. I mean I'd, I take you maybe in Mark's favourite London's Burning that's a shame no I haven't been a, in that well that's a shame I something. love London's Burn I you was do. in The Knock though I don't know if you remember that one <laughs> Well, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah yeah, the one that I really want to know about though mate is who did you meet off the
2: Red Wolf oh, oh well I met them all on there did you
1: yeah
2: I okay. mean Craig he was, um, he was at the time I was living in Kennington and I didn't realise see, I got on Red Dwarf and I got chatting to him. Um, he literally lived up the end of the road where <laughs> I, where I was at the time, which was Black Prince Road. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's a, a really nice. But they all were all really nice. I mean,
1: was it as fun as it looked? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. I mean, the first few series. I mean, that now now I sort of I'm I'm sort of don't watch it as much. Yeah. Um, but like I say, that the original sort of first few series were just. I mean, we just used to watch them all the time. It was brilliant. They man. were brilliant. Yeah, it was. Um, Chris Barry and uh, yeah, and
2: yeah, brilliant. I mean, um, Craig,
1: Craig Charles we'd listen to now. He does his funk show,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, Do you yeah. yeah to we've that? Seen no, him at I blast break, I've know he does it, but I've not listened. to not, it? No, it's no. superb. It's superb. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, what was yeah. that like? No, it was really good. I mean, again, I was a sporting artist, so I got a credit for it. Um, it was in. I think it was the. I can't remember the episode, but it was Pete two. So it was two episodes of it. I've looked at when, I've looked at the photo. I
1: think it was Zork, Zork or Zork Zork yeah, is it? I found yeah. the photo. Yeah, but, I've um, found
2: it. it was a case of um, we got there and it's when the uh, the cast are playing um, basketball with right. the prison officers, right. and all us prisoners had to sit down and do a Mexican wave and stuff like that. So Diet's come up to me. he's gone, okay, and right this is the description, to get me into character, he's gone, this is the description of your character. And I read it off and it was, newly lobotomised the rank of prisoner. I thought, well, that'll work. <laughs> but yeah, so we're just in the audience and every every time they scored a goal, we had to do the Mexican wave. And it, you don't see much of me, but yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. I mean, it sounds really glamorous, but talking to him before, he's been working all day today. He's right. travelled all the way to see us. yeah, And then he's got to get up at five in the morning. Start all over again. Well, I've got to be on the road at five in well, the morning. On, yeah, <laughs> on the road at five in the morning. It's got to be up. A, so, what? What? Your average working week? Uh, do, do you one of these people where you think, right? I'm going to hard graft for six months, and I'm going to treat myself to some time off, and I'm going to do some writing, producing. Yeah. George, you just freeball it and see what happens. And
2: yeah, I pretty much freeball it. I mean, I'm I'm quite good at self promoting myself, so yep. I do get quite a bit of work. Mm-hmm. It's never guaranteed in this business. So, yeah. I mean, majority of the time you are out of work, you know, yeah. so you have to supplement yourself the way you can. Yeah. As I explained in earlier, where I yeah. do this casualty simulation mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's it's hard, but you've, you've got a graft to get yourself out there. It, yeah. You know, it's quite a cutthroat industry and no one's just going to say, here's a job. Do you know what I mean? You must be able to take the knocks
0: and just think, no, I am I know I'm good at this, I'm actually going to do this. And, and yeah. to try and actually go from, and I mean this in no disrespect to you, but to go from, I've rented my flat out, and I'm going to have a bit part, and then I'm going to go to EastEnders, to like, no, you know what, I'm going to write my own thing, I'm going to produce it, yeah. I'm going to direct it, Yeah. and to have that drive must be amazing to think that soon you're going to have your your actual own feature, and this is mine.
2: Yeah, yeah no, it's a good feeling. I mean, I kind of like, I've always wanted to be in the industry, even from, I remember the time I asked my mum and dad uh, how can I get into films I remember it's about seven I always remember that but it's like they didn't know thought it was you know just a five minute wonder but I always knew I wanted to be in the industry and it was like I say it's I like to think that I've worked my way in it but a lot of the time I believe it's kind of come across lucky in a way because if they weren't filming that uh, drama on my estate I wouldn't have been able to get these agents numbers yeah You know, and then when I wanted to go to the other side of the camera, I went to university, got my paper, then we filmed these. I even filmed weddings to get experience. I'd done them for free, and they come out well. Um, Then when we was doing the arm wrestling shows, uh, that quick comment got us the job on Rise of the Foot Soldier. And from the Rise of the Foot Soldier being the right place, again, with Carnaby International, we got the um, second feature. um, And two after that. So, I mean, I pushed to drive and get it there, you know, but... In a way, it's I've just had these lucky breaks. Yeah, because it is such a hard industry. I mean, is it, it lucky though? If you're putting uh, that much graft in, and you're putting yourself out. Yeah, I mean, that's it,
0: hard yeah. work. That's not. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, you, it's about thirty years now. I've done it. So yeah. yeah, I've kind of put the legwork in. Yeah, it can be hard. You do get knockbacks, but yeah. I'm kind of at the age where you do your best to get a job. If you don't get it, move on to the next one. You know. So but, if you
0: have got your own projects bubbling as well, it's one yeah. of those things where actually now you're kind of doing that as a a side thing to enable you to do your bit.
2: Yeah, I mean I've got I've got a few short story ideas that I wanna do as well, you know, like forty five yeah. minute shorts or something and try and put around can, you know, in the meantime. Yeah. Um so although I'm not working all the time, I am on my own projects. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, writing and that. Um I don't read books. The only books I'll read is, um, you know, knowledge books. So, you know, if, if they're saying I want to know about a camera, new cameras or that, like, I'll read that. I never got into books. You sound um, like Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never been one for writing either, but it's just, you know, you get a stage in your life and then things just change. You think, you know what, I want to do some writing. That's hmm. how it
0: goes. Do you have to force yourself to sit down? Do you, do you have, like, do you think, right, I've got to do four pages today or have got to do six, or do you just think... I'm in the mood. I'm going to do four hours.
2: What, what I tend to do, if I'm not working at that, sometimes I'll just chill back and I just can't be bothered to do anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But what I'll tend to do is, is I'll put my headphones on at my editing suite. So I'll do a little bit of editing, even if it's family stuff. And on my yeah. second monitor, I'll have YouTube up, headphones on. So I'm listening to music as well. Um, depending on what I want to write about, I'll have music of that era. Uh-huh. Um, and then it just kind of, it rolls off. That's the only way I can write to yeah. music when I'm listening to music. You know, okay. if I was to sit in there and try and think of some words, i think, oh, I don't know how to do that. I can't think of anything. Got a bit writer's block. Yeah. Um, but you find your own ways, your own techniques of getting through things and just making it work. Get you in the and flow. Yeah. I mean, I can't do works. two things at once. Uh, I was going to I mean, don't write a book, Ian. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I won't read it. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be honest. I'll so, um, oh, have yeah. pictures I'd in rather it. you do. <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> do. Pop up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about my limit. That's probably about my limit on that one. There you go. Oh, brilliant. So, are we going to move on to the film? Yeah, we can do. Well, we've got some questions that are specific for that. We are very, yes. very interested in finding out a few things on this. I mean, we saw a film.
0: We did. We watched films currently 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb is an 18, one hour, 59 minutes long build as an action bug free crime with a simple synopsis of the life of career criminal Carlton Leach. The $4 million budget apparently grossing 355000 but we'll ask uh, Ian in a minute. This is directed
1: by Julian Gilby, Starring Ricky Harnett Craig Fairbrass Roland Manukian, Terry Stone Coralie Rose Neil Maskell Ian Virgo Kirsten Weirin, Patrick Regis Lara Belmont Emily Beecham Billy Murray Frank Harper And of course our friend Ian McIntyre This
0: was 2007's Rise of the Foot Soldier I'm sure Ian's a good clip It was the end of an era But before the murders The beatings and the ecstasy Before all of that
2: it was football. We started calling ourselves the ICF, the intercity firm. We were just looking for a terror. On the terraces, Carlton Leach was a leader. have heard good things about you, Carl. So what are you saying? On the streets, a legend. Come and clean up my joint. I'll see what I can do. Violence was business. Crime, a way of life. I've got something coming up, something big. This is Carl. He's not my brother. Nice to meet you. How would you? Oh, it's coming a little deal with us. A good little winner. I'll see what I can do. From BAFTA-nominated director Julian Gilby comes the true story of three decades of British crime. Seen through the eyes of the one man who survived it all. On, help me to release my soul today. Welcome to the neighborhood!
0: There's not a lot of old men in my game. thought we deserved the full one, mate, if so I'm honest. So. I listened to it last night and I was like, I've got to t- oh, that
1: music. Oh, that's and, um, such a good clip, but I thought we were listening to the whole film. So, um, <laughs> I mean, listen, we obviously um, wanted to do this. We gave you the option of doing um, any film that you wanted yeah. um, to have a discussion about. However, we obviously really wanted to discuss this one with you. So we might have sort of swayed you to do this. So first off, it's an interpretation of what happened. Yeah. Um, it's obviously... Um, I mean, there's many, many theories. So we're going to stick with what the film says. Um, I don't know. I don't want to knock at the door. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to say anything and get a knock on the door from any heavy or anything. No. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, mate. I'll be knocking I mean, on my door, aren't they? Yeah. I'll, I'll drive them <laughs> yeah. round. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. So uh, normally we'll go to Mark. So yeah. Mark, what did you think of 2007's Rise of the Foot Soldier? Before
0: we get onto it, I just want to ask you. I don't even know whether you know this. I don't. When we look at IMDb, it says this is a budget. This is a gross. Is that right?
2: I don't know exactly what the budget was. To be yeah. honest with you, it was a little bit above my pay grade. That yeah. one, yeah. No, it's just
0: an um, interesting one where you sort of think. And I mean, I, I think if they got that for four million dollars, I think it's a bargain. But you, you start I mean, looking, I don't. It's difficult it
1: 220 to know. Two twenty or three hundred thousand box office. I mean, <laughs> looking at the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes, fourteen percent. Ridiculous. I mean, it is ridiculous.
0: It's people getting offended, mate. That's the problem. Yeah, probably. <laughs> people never. People very rarely go on to praise things, do they? No, it's not no. TripAdvisor. People only go on there when it they've got an issue. Yeah, just a moan. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is pretty much. Yeah. People don't. But for me, I mean, I've watched this many, many, many times. And every time I watch it, I just realise how sort of heavy the story is and how comprehensive that it could, sort of gets to that I thought it would be when I first watched it. I thought when I first watched it, I thought it was going to be one of these sort of throwaway gangster films. Um, but there's so much more to it. And the depth of it and the storytelling is absolutely phenomenal. There's a few British films out there. There's some where you sort of watch and you think, "Yeah, it was fine." There's a few with rewatch value, and this is one for me that I return to, and I love it, mate. I love it.
1: What do you actually think
2: about the film, Ian? I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, well, I bought you the DVD as well, yeah, but yeah. you know, I've got one Thank myself at home, and yeah, and occasionally I do watch it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a great film, it really yeah. is. I mean, there obviously is quite a few of them. I love the
1: way that it starts with the football. Mm. Um, I love the old football film, like Football Factory and that. So I like the way that it starts with the football. I've got some friends that I met in sort of the scar scene that were Chelsea headhunters and things like that. And they're the sort of people that I like to sit down, like yourself, and have a good chat with. Um, There's sometimes the tales that they tell... And the football violence that's in this isn't far off what they sort of tell me. Yeah. Because um, it gets quite heavy in this, doesn't it, yeah. from the start? I mean, especially the Millwall scene. A um, little bit much for me. Probably wouldn't
0: yeah. have wouldn't have opened the doors, but there you go. Yeah, well, I watched last night I sat down and watched Ian's featurette, and I've actually got a couple of questions or bits to do with the football scene that I didn't realise. Okay. Um, and I suppose it's when you're an ignoramus like me. You sit down and watch a film, you enjoy it, but when you actually... Watch the featurette, there's so much more involved on that scene. I mean, I didn't realise that this film used so much CGI. Yeah. Or, it, or the, I'd say so much, I'd say any. Yeah. I um, mean, but, it's one of those sort of, you, you're watching it with the flames and bits. And I assumed like a, a relatively low, low budget film wouldn't have access to those sort of services. But how much of it actually goes on in
2: the industry in films like this? Presume you're on about where they had the Fight and the car caught fire yeah we,
0: we've we've got the i think they was doing some flames up from some of the petrol bombs i That's mean they've right, even yeah. taken
2: some of the landscape out of London on yeah, some of yeah, the scenes and stuff digit, it, removed was amazing. it digitally yeah all um the satellite dishes that were there because obviously they yeah. weren't there at the time the fire and all that i mean that that wasn't cgi that was real yeah, yeah. there i mean they, they did spend the money as on as real look as they could get from it yeah That particular scene, um, all of that was shot and done in a day and it was meant... I mean... um there, were, there was real ICF on there as well. Were yeah, I mean, they do look like constantly on the film, pretty much. Were there were ICF there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it worked, you know. Yeah. Um, and as in the featurette, with even the police that turn up and the, the real fire brigade, you know, they had the old fire engines and the fire brigade dressed in costume of that era to mm. put the flames out in the car as well. But yeah, it really worked. It would. It was a pretty amazing day that was.
1: I mean if you kept that car now and not burnt it, probably be worth
0: a fortune. Now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I it yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Brilliant.
0: I mean some of the the fight choreography in it as well. Yeah. And just the way that they're actually doing the scenes, it's brilliant to watch it from the other side. Yeah. Well, I could have quite happily watched it as a football film.
1: Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. was really getting into it. Some of these, like I'll well, say, so we know the football factory. But some of the others, they just yeah. don't
2: have that sort of uh, that sort of level yeah. of violence, yeah, do they? Very effective. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. no, no, it's like, but in in that scene where they was having the fight, there, I get asked this a lot on Twitter. I get direct messages as well, you know, and they, they say to me, "Oh, um, I saw Colton in it." Um, a lot of people don't realise that he plays himself in there as well. In that scene, uh, Ricky Harnett who's playing Colton, mm-hmm. when he goes down on the floor. If you watch it, you actually see the real Colton Leach picks him up. Really? Yeah, and he, he was, throughout the film, a lot of people don't realise it. They'll say, oh, I've seen him once, but he was he was in it all the time. Oh, really? He was in a lot of the club scenes, yeah. Is he a nice guy? He is a lovely guy. Yeah? Yeah, he really is nice. Um, after the film, I went to his uh, 50th birthday party up in Essex, and yeah, yeah it, it was great time. He's a, you know, he's a really down-to-earth guy. Yeah. You know, you, Back in the day, you know, you might get your gangsters and your villains and that, but he's genuinely a nice guy. You you know, feed- I wouldn't want to upset him, mind. Yeah. <laughs> Have
0: you had feedback from him from the film and the featurette and bits like that? Did he did he watch it and go, yes, that's?
2: Uh, we went to when we went to the premiere. He was sitting behind me, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I could I could hear him chuckling at bits, and yeah, and he said, "I remember this." Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, I've, I think we done him justice. Yeah. You know, um, and like I say, he was on set most days. There was one state, on the actual last scene of the Epping murders, yeah. Colton was coming on set and um, it, it was really hard for him as well because obviously, you know, he had Tony yeah. Tucker, yeah. Pat Tate and Craig yeah, Rolfe yeah. in the Range Rover, faces over here and, you know, head's blown open. So it was quite hard for him Now I interviewed him on the set, proper professional, done the interview, got to him a bit and then said, oh, I'll leave it there, which was fine. Um, but later on in that night which was really brilliant, is my dad, who he died a few years back now, but he's always loved Colton Leach and those sort of things going on. Quite a heavy smoker, suffered from emphysema. So when I was on location and I said to Colton, would you mind sending a little message on video to my old man? He's gone, yeah, I'll do that for me. I've gone, all right, so I've gone, right, action, we can go like that. He's gone, right, Mac, uh, give up the fags. Or oh, I'm sending the lads round. I've right? done it to camera, and it, and it was my dad loved that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Uh, but yeah, he's, he'd put, you know go out of his way to help you. Really nice bloke.
1: Don't want to be devil's advocate here because obviously we're here to discuss a film. We tend to discuss it honestly. Yeah. So um, how close um, was Ricky Harnett's performance yeah. to Carlton Leach? First time I saw the film, didn't quite take to Ricky. Yeah. It's certainly grown on me as as mm. it's gone on. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's there's a little bit of the charm of the film is the fact there's a little bit of dubious dialogue and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and and I he has grown on me, first time like I say I didn't, how close to Colton was he if that makes sense yeah, in, I, in respect to his manner, knowing the two people.
2: Yeah I mean uh, Ricky Hine, he, he stood close to Colton most of the time to right. get his mannerisms and that, right. um, Colton's fair and few inches taller than Ricky right. um, but yeah I mean I think he got it pretty much spot on right. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah he played it really well yeah it's, it's difficult because like i say without, without knowing the
1: characters obviously for for us we have to take it on face value of, yeah, yeah. of the performance um
0: now i think it's great i think it's excellent so um it must be surreal though watching someone playing you <laughs> yeah yeah it, it must be the one in weirdest sort of things where because they're not just playing you they're actually playing your life yeah, yeah. you're watching your life sort of being replayed yeah. we none of us get an instant replay but he's actually sitting there thinking i remember this day yeah yeah and what did Colton say about the casting or the performances
1: of the others? Because obviously there's some very, very flamboyant performances in there, certainly yeah. from Craig Fairbrass and uh, Terry Stone. Yeah. What What did he think of
2: them? I, I take
1: it he had a bit of input in yeah, the Yeah. I mean, I,
2: I didn't really hear much on the on the performance of the other actors from Colton. Right. But I, I saw his mannerisms around the actors and that, and it, and it seemed like it was quite. You know, spot yeah. on to how it was, go- how it was. Jesus, you know how they were. <laughs> That's scary. That is <laughs> to yeah. So
0: many good <laughs> actors in his film, though, are not they? Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, working with the actors was a nightmare. You know, <laughs> and I say that lightly. It was, yeah. it was just, it was fun. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: Frank Harper's one of my favourites. He's um, my utter yeah. favourite. And, and he it, scares. It, yeah. He doesn't do a lot. I'd actually have a big part in this, but when he's in it, yeah, he's, he's scary. I love seeing him. I mean, a lot of them are staples of obviously the British gangster film. Yeah. And uh. I've grown up with them, watching them in sort of all of the films. Yeah. And uh, yeah, films like Love, Honour and Obey and stuff That's like right, that. It's yeah. like one of my favourites. So we mentioned it earlier yeah. in, uh, in, in our question time. So
2: Ray Winston in it, I mean, he's one of my all time <sighs> legends. It's just you know? amazing. Yeah. And
1: uh, like I say, he doesn't have a lot to do it, but it's just, it's scary to me to think that these people were like it. Mm. Scary.
0: Yeah fact, they skit like um Craig Fairbrass. <laughs> I mean, if that man told me to do something, I'd do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he you know, he's a giant of a bloke, you yeah,
0: know. He's, um, he's, he's got presence, isn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, I watched him in a film called Muscle recently. Yeah, he's new, uh, one of his new films,
2: and uh, and yeah, he's scary in that as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's it's, it's he's, he's a very tall man. Um, but again, another nice bloke, you know. Yeah. Like, so I had to interview all the actors for the featurette and they are all more than willing and, you know, really laid back and chilled. Yeah, mm. more than happy to help. Yeah. You know, they, they get this, like Frank Harper, it's like, so that's the first time I met him as well. Yeah. When you first see him, you think, oh, it's Frank. Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. How, do I, how do I approach him for yeah. an interview, talk to him? Totally nice bloke. Yeah. Really I nice. Imagine.
1: I mean, we have probably had that same sort of um, problem with imagining you coming in here. You know what I mean? I mean, in a gangster <laughs> film, like <laughs> yeah. a little bit scary there. There's obviously quite a few Lumps in there, yeah. Um, when we get to the door scenes, what was it? There was a lot of testosterone on that set, I
2: would have thought. Was there any issues?
1: Any issues you can talk about? Were
2: there, um, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean there was one which is in the featurette. Um this was up in Essex. It was a nightclub the nightclub scene where I've been
1: to the Epping Forest Country Club. I there. went to a rave party there. Yeah.
2: Oh right, yeah. Uh, well yeah. We're not that country club, uh, the um the act, they went to a nightclub we were filming at. This is where um Ricky Harnick plays Colton, of course, first yeah. meets Coralie Rose. Well I
1: wanna get yeah, I wanna
2: get onto that scene in that a minute. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um there was a lot of ICF up there and there there was an extra on there. And as in the featurette, Ricky Hynick says it as well. He asked the ICF, how do you get into the ICF? And they said, I'll cut your face with a razor blade. And this extra cut his face with a razor blade. <laughs> and it's literally, you know, the ICF stood back a bit and thought, Ooh, we need to get rid of this bloke. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, ah, shit. It was a bit mental.
1: I can just imagine. I mean, I like the fact that there's a lot of strong women on there in the yeah, film as well. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously they do get a bit downtrodden, but they tend to get back what they're given. So, yeah. uh, the the ladies on set do they give give back what they were, were taken off off of camera as well. I mean, they're great actresses.
2: Yeah, all I mean of them. Coralie Rose. I mean the performance she gave it. You know, it was especially in um, where uh, Ricky playing Colton is he's having his anniversary dinner and they have this bit of a fight in the house. Mm. It took all day to do that scene, and her, uh, you know, Coralie Rose and Ricky on They were like. Wasted at the end of the day. Yeah. That that went on for a long time, but she gave it her all. What a scene they got! Though. Yeah, that really was
0: phenomenal. Good. Yeah, it's like scary. It's scary to watch. Yeah. It really is. It was one of those where you yeah. just get the end. I felt emotionally bruised from it. Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, I loved the. Um, I mean, I was a uh, uh, in the rave generation. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I've lost quite a few years to yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to the rave scene. The actual uh, the actual part when they was in the club. Yeah. Uh, when they first met and uh, and and Colton yeah. uh, um, taken his first. I done really well. It was actually done really well. I could actually uh I could actually visualize that when he was saying and obviously the, yeah. the summer love there. That was great. Where was where was that filmed?
2: That that was up in Essex, I believe. I can't remember the name of the, the nightclub that we used up there now. That was up in Essex. Slip Slipmat um, was DJing, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's in the he's in
1: the credits of Slipmat. I mean yeah. you ain't gonna yeah. know what I'm talking about, I wouldn't have thought. But um I, I used to DJ and I've DJed oh, with right, Slipmat. Yeah. So um oh, good. so yeah, yeah, and a friend of mine uh yeah he also has as well
2: so yeah Yeah, it it was a great scene as well to film um i think i mean
1: did it go on for like 12 hours did you uh, go to six o'clock in the morning it it was a whole night shoot (laughs) it was a whole night
2: shoot yeah Yeah. but um everyone just decided to stay on but it all went though it all went to plan there was no problems with it um again colton's in that scene as well is he yeah he's in that scene (laughs) um but yeah and it and it looked when you know the actual whole scene it seemed like a massive budget film how it was yeah Um, yeah Julian Gilby, I mean, I don't know where he gets his energy from. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. just, it's, it's just mad. It's yeah. like ten to the dozen all the time. He was honestly,
0: he looked nuts. He, he looked like he run a fun set, though. Yeah. Like he was trying to get a filming experience and trying to get the best out of people. But there's moments where he's, like, directing, then he jumps down, he's grab a camera, he's filming, yeah. he's a cameraman. Yeah. Um, and is he someone you sort of, when you was on set? Which you, when you sort of thinking right I want to do this in the future yeah. is someone you're learning from basing yourself from and thinking actually this is the kind of guy I want to be
2: yeah definitely I mean you learn from everyone but yeah it's particularly from him I mean you know he's a penult- penultimate professional when it comes down to you know right action go um, but I can guarantee in between every scene he would be having a laugh with people and, it, and it's like his energy kept people going as well I mean I don't know where he gets his energy he from he made me tired watching yeah. it if I'm honest yeah. yeah I mean you know he, him and his brother Will Gilby they were you know, pretty much first on set last off yeah you know um, of course William Gilby now BAFTA um, winning editor as well
0: yeah. yeah they've done really well I mean in fairness I've said they've done really well it almost feels like he deserves more
2: yeah yeah, I, I, he's he's one of these directors that will get his name will be up there. Yeah, He will get them awards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah he's definitely one to watch out for.
0: And what did you describe him as earlier you're allowed to say?
2: Um. You'd rather leave that one. <laughs> no, I can't say that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs>
0: so let's not shy away from the fact, right, this, this film has got a lot of bad language. It is very, very yeah. violent. The violence in this is probably above matching certainly some of the worst violent films we've seen. And I think when it's come out, we discussed the scores. It, it got accused of glorification of violence. But when you watch it, it's so honest, true and gritty. Yeah. I just, what are your thoughts with relationships to telling a story like this? Do we make it soft and fluffy to try and please the snowflakes? Or is actually this this is what it's like? This is scary. This is
2: how it went down. Yeah, I mean, I loved it and I thought it was, you know, mm. it, it was a feature film. But it it was you know it was a documentary as well because mm. that is exactly what went on in them days you know yeah. and um I, I don't see the point in watering something down that much where it's, it's just not going to resemble it anymore you know yeah, yeah I, I love these films because I love the action I love watching the violence you know you know and I yeah. think that's what makes British flicks yeah you know you have got uh so Rise of the Foot Soldier the first one then you've got the second one which um. Is all based on factual. The rest of the franchise, I I weren't involved with, so I don't know how factual it is. Yeah. But it's a bit like a Dad's Army uh, film. When you watch the original Dad's Army film, they brought the remake. I don't think you can bring a remake of Dad's Army out. But in my mindset, I watched it as I'm just going to watch a new film on the Home Guard. That mm-hmm. way it works. I don't watch it as the Dad's Army one because yeah. you can't remake that. Do you know what I mean yeah. so it's you know you've got to sit down with all the Rise of the Foot Soldier like franchise is you've got to sit down and you think oh well, if that didn't happen and, you know you don't discuss if it was true or not I watch it because I love those films I just watch yeah. it as another gangster film yeah. you know
0: I mean looking at the effort and looking at the people that I'd involved in this for me this was the true story this is how I've taken it but I think it's really clever that a film with that much violence and language didn't seem gratuitous it yeah.
2: didn't feel like they're putting it in there for the sake of it. They wasn't putting yeah. it in there to shock yeah. because the story shocked on its own. Yeah, I mean, and that is how it was in the, in that time. Mm. But, you know, again, there was a lot of the C-bombs coming out. Um, yeah. I didn't, you know, when I was uh, with my ex, um, as most women don't like the C-bomb, I, would, you know, I'd never dare to say it. From Rise of the Foot Soldier, it was constant, <laughs> yeah. you know. I was getting told off all the time, and and I tend to say it a lot now as well. I shouldn't, I should read it a bit. But it's just, when you're on these sets and that happens, yeah. it's just normal. Oh, I mean, it's going to have to be, I mean, it's, it's probably
0: um addictive, isn't it, being on well, there, Terry anyway. Stone went through every sort of different pairing he could throughout, <laughs> and watching the feature, out there, and he was sort of getting himself in. And he was just practising for all the different connotations of how he could use a word. It was absolutely brilliant. And he says it with
2: such passion and gusto that he means every letter of that. Yeah. Uh, And again, Terry Stone, he's another up-and-coming actor now. That His name will be out there. I mean, it's out there now. Um, Before Rise of the Foot Soldier, he filmed another one, rolled in with the Nines with the Gilbees, Another gangster one, but he played a cop in it. Yeah, Exactly the same energy as he had in Rise of the Foot Soldier. I don't know where he gets it from, but yeah... You know, I've watched most of his films now and he's matured so much as an actor. Yeah. You know, he's definitely going to be a name to watch out for. Mm. But yeah, it can be a little bit nutty. (laughs) Just a touch. But it it makes the day go quick.
1: I like some of the um, fact that this film is so dark and so funny at the same time. So you've got Pat's war with the fast food industry, which is just... I mean, Christ, it's just crazy. But then you've also got scenes like the Turkish Mafia yeah. and the torture scene, and those really, really dark ones. You've got Craig's, yeah. really, really dark, um, getting back into the firm. You've got the scenes in the hospital, and yeah. another comedic yeah. one. Pretty much a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, I, I-, I tried writing my favourite scene down. I thought I'm going to sit down and go through all the scenes in it and try and pick a favourite. And like you're saying, all them ones you've got, I've got like the tube uh, scene, um, the attempted assassination of. Uh, Pat Tate and all stuff like that. Yeah. There was just brilliant scene after brilliant scene after yeah. brilliant scene.
2: I mean the, the scene with Craig where um he gets shot by Ian Virgo, that was quite quite a funny night, entertaining night. Um <laughs> but yeah so he has to shoot him through the window. But when he fires it, the the little hammer that knocks the window it didn't break break the window. Right. So he's improvised and put his whole head through, of course. <laughs> pouring with blood off his face and all that everyone's him first they've taken his pulse and that same <laughs> as on the feature, he's saying it's just a little scratch but yeah yeah he's another actor really puts his heart and soul in it fantastic singer as well is he oh he's fantastic yeah he had a band um one on the river it was called i believe um i filmed it filmed it for him um i don't think he's in that band now. but yeah he's an absolute brilliant singer you know mark's not don't you it's Mark's
1: art. you know Mark's not not a singer not a fantastic singer not you fan- know that Yeah. mate right. his jingles yeah. he's got a lot of stuff over there but please <laughs> if he goes and picks up the guitar just make your excuses and yeah, fuck yeah I'll off. be off yeah yeah
0: <laughs> the one thing that shocked me when I was watching this uh, with your feature at, is how they say it about how many different filming medias I used yeah Um I didn't actually I mean again I watched it's a weird thing to say because i didn't think they used too many effects with regards to like cgi and stuff yeah but assumed some of the different filming strategies in the medias were effects but they actually did use so they was using high def cameras but they was using
2: 35 millimeter film and yeah it was a mixture it was um i think it was 35 mil film as well they used um high def of course um and 16 mil film yeah um, yeah, and they just incorporated all that in there, but and it really worked.
0: But what do you do with these? Do you have to do anything differently? Is this so we're talking all different lighting, or we talking different ways of approaching it, or do they just let's go? For I, mean, it. I mean,
2: the lighting was pretty much the same. It's just the grading of the film, <clears throat> yeah. like sixteen mil. It it comes out a little bit grainy. You just yeah. get you know where. Um, colton first gets married in that scene that was on 16 mil, mil film yeah um that's how 16 mil film film comes out you know yep. they're going to grade it slightly in the edit you know but yeah so they kind of like try to keep keep to the reality of it by using the different medias yep. um yeah and i think it works really well i, th-
0: I think they was really clever throughout the film actually there was, was a lovely little secret and i thought it was really really good Um, when they was filming on certain sort of streets and bits, there was some newer cars that were out of the age that they couldn't use. So they just chucked like a cover over it and chucked some leaves on it like it had been there for like a year. (laughs) Yeah, the
2: scene where they chase um, Ian Virgo out who plays Jimmy G when um, they go around and beat him up and then he runs out and they throw like video recorders. There's a car on the drive there they just covered up. But again, in the opposite, in the featurette, there's um, I think it's a Nissan Micra wasn't out at the time, um, but the clip was so quick, they left that one in, you know, but, yeah, they had to be quite... Oh, I can't believe I missed that. I love picking stuff like that up. (laughs) That's one of my hobbies, I think. What was good as well was if there was um, on a road, like on a location on a road where there was a lot of these cars um, and they couldn't get hold of the owners, what they would do is they've got these little little jacks and they've got four wheels on each and each one goes under each wheel of a car so what they would do is jack them up and just push the car out of, out of shot oh, and really? yeah, move it down the road so and the bloke it was, comes back to his car yeah. and think did I leave it there yeah. so it's quite entertaining to watch <laughs> so what
0: is it actually like so you're, you're on set you're mooching around you're going to do some interviews and bits like that what is the actual vibe on set is everyone tired as, as we're getting because how long was this film actually filmed over
2: uh, it was filmed over six weeks um, on when uh, we got lit down by the previous company that we brought in to do the documentary of it and we had to film it. I actually worked out, I counted the tapes. We had a, I actually filmed over the six weeks, 120 hours. That was just on the behind the scenes and stuff, um, which we had to get down to an hour and a half People get tired, tempers get frayed a bit, but it doesn't work, doesn't last long. Um, going up to them for interviews, the main interviews we do in a studio, you know, with the backdrop, uh, interviews on location, you, you kind of pick up you get a vibe when you could go up to them and when yep. not to, just hold back a little bit, you know. Um, but majority of the time, they're all welcoming, you know. They, do they do. stay
0: in character? Are they one of these where actually, if they're shooting a bit? Because I can imagine if you're wound up, yeah, because they proper wind up. I mean, you, mm. you were saying you do some bits outside of acting where you're doing the, um, sort of casualty thing and you actually yeah. make yourself hyperventilate yeah. to make yourself go pale so they feel yeah. like you're losing blood. Mm. I can imagine the same thing where you're actually really winding yourself up and someone's going, kick this door in, and you're really wound yeah. up. For the next sort of hour, you must still be buzzing.
2: Yeah, uh, Ricky Arnett, a fine example, again with a Coralie uh, Rose fight, um, he had some dumbbells in there, and for about half hour he's standing there and he's like really breathing, like trying to hyperventilate as well, doing, like, you know, doing his weights and that, getting mm. worn out, getting red, getting sweaty and all that, and it worked for him, and it, that's what he would do. Terry Stone, um, Terry Stone's Terry Stone, he's, he's kind of like always like that. He does. He, I filmed him um, when we'd done a scene where Craig Rolfe gets thrown out the window. Um, there was a garage to that house and filled up with cardboard boxes. Terry, Terry's way of building himself up ready for there to throw him out the window was going in there and, and I caught him in there and he's punching his shit out of these cardboard boxes and really vexing himself up. And when he kicks the door off again in the featurette, he had to be warned that you know it's someone's door you got to stop trying to take the door <laughs> off its hinges. Yeah. It, it was going. He looked you know, like I he mean. could
0: throw a punch, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he looked yeah.
2: angry as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean he's he's quite a beefy bloke. He's not small. No. no. <laughs> whenever I mean, you walk up to him ask him for something you've got to walk up with a smile we don't want take oh I'm him, not know, fucking I mean. walking up and asking him nothing mate <laughs> I'll, I'll, go no chance. I'll, I'll go thirsty I'll stay out of the way for me again though he's a nice bloke do you know what I mean he'll go out of his way for an interview you and in that you know yeah. most of them were on that set i
1: will be worried that they'd wind me up do you know what I mean yeah like you know he give you the old like properly wind you up as though they're going to beat you up and then like all just laugh that's what I'd be worried about yeah. I would poo myself. He would,
2: he would walk up to you a few times, and he, you know, he'll give you that stare of death, like I'm going to rip your head off. And he'll walk up to you, and you think, well, oh, is he angry about <laughs> something?" But then he will just put this like cheesy smile on, you think everything's good.
0: <laughs> well, there was a really, really great scene. Um, Ian Virgo in the featurette, yeah, where he said he was trying to stay in this character because he gets a big old kick in at one yeah. point. He yeah. gets a proper old kick in, and he was trying not to become too familiar with the other actors, so he That's decided. Right. Yeah. Um, he's not going to mix with them. Yeah, and uh, there was uh, he met um, Roland Manukian at the catering trailer. That's right. And just sort of stared at him. Yeah. And just sort of tried to make him. I think he said he gave like a, a throat slitting thing yeah. or something yeah. like that to try and. And you, he said you could see sort of Roland looking at him, thinking, "What is this bloke on?" <laughs> yeah. But you can just I mean, just from the way that scene evolves, it all makes sense listening to it. But to put yourself in that situation, yeah such great
2: actors yeah I mean things with Ian Virgo like I said he is a penultimate professional whatever job he is on uh, he will do 10 out of 10 every time rolling with the nines he had to play um, like a cocky American and um, it was spot on so when I met him on Rise of the Foot Soldier I thought he was American until I spoke to him yeah Nicest bloke you'll ever meet. But, yeah, he, he ignored them all just to get into that character. Um, it's a brave move, though, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's proper. Tr- <laughs> Especially when they're
2: going to kick your head in. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did get a proper beating as well. <laughs> he, he was black and blue, yeah. Was he? Well, you've got Terry Stone there. Well, uh, yeah, i watching yeah. it, mate. Craig
0: Fairbrass.
2: I mean, it, he wasn't... giant, spo- yeah,
0: yeah. but he was proper going for it. And it was a scene where he wasn't supposed to throw the baton that's right yeah and he just kept launching it every every take (laughs) every take i think you've i think in the feature you've put about six back to back yeah and he just keeps lobbing it at him (laughs) yeah yeah it's absolutely brilliant
2: where um ian virgo gets that kick in he tries to shoot him and then and he misses Yeah. and they go back around his house and he starts shooting at him uh when he comes out on the film um he spins around Fires the guns up as they've run off, and then goes, uh, comes out the line. Oh, welcome to the fucking neighbourhood. Yeah, that wasn't in the script. He, really, uh, he brought that out, but it so worked, and that came out. That, that was put in the trailer for the film. It was so good, really worked at the end of that he clip. Was proper wired when he yeah, he, he was, was yeah. really really good. Yeah, he puts his heart and soul in it, but he'd have a great laugh as well. Yeah, I worked on him with um, in, Court in the Act as well. The one up in Wales, we worked up there, and it, 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 again, penultimate an professional.
0: Yeah, so can you pick a favourite scene? Um, Cannot. Or is pick the one it you've wrong? just got? F- even if it's not necessarily favourite, but you have got fond memories of.
2: Probably up when um, we was filming the Essex Murders, because mm. um, it was a it was a bit. Uh, well, there's two actually. It's the Essex Murders because it w- it was a bit gruesome. Mm. You had um you know you had Colton up there, so you had to be you know just be aware of them in case they get upset and stuff like that. But everyone kept the humour going. At that as I see it, when I was filming it it was great that and it it was quite shocking to watch and film the documentary of it especially Mm. when the range rover my other favorite one is the torture scene i think that took a couple of nights to shoot that one but that was proper full-on um patrick regis um who was in the chair you know with the axe on him and that i mean he just went into another world with his Mm. acting there He, he actually said he said i weren't with it he was just hyperventilating getting into it it was a proper gruesome. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. it wasn't that, wasn't that long, was it? It was only, like, flashbacks and that. I mean, yeah. we tend to like um, to see that sort of gratuitous uh, gore, don't we, mm. like, in Hostel and stuff yeah. like that. We like horror films. But, I mean, I've got to be honest, in the context of this film, I'd probably seen enough, yeah. just about enough of yeah. that, because I did have a bit of affinity with the characters, yeah. uh, and, and I just didn't
0: like that to to happen to them. In the Hostel, they're just stupid American mean. tourists, yeah, so yeah. they're just like... You can even see sort of Ricky Hartnett standing back and his concern, looking over at the thing where yeah. he's sort of almost helpless. I thought he yeah. played it really well yeah. because he's looking. I want to help my mate, but I'm also know I've not got a lot here because there's five or six of these and they'll absolutely destroy yeah. me. Yeah, um, and it must be when when I think when you look at people like Colton Leach. Mm-hmm. He's had a colorful life yeah um there's certain things that must have happened where he sort of sits there and thinks back and just being in them situations must yeah. be trying to process it all now yeah when i suppose now he's a bit older a bit mature moved on with his life he sort of sorted looking back at what he did he must think what was i doing
2: yeah I'm, i mean you know that that's something that i've never asked him yeah. but um you know what i've seen of him on set when i went to his birthday and that you know he's like you say, maturity as well, yeah. you know, people change. You know, mm. everyone's had a past, but you do move on, you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just a normal bloke. So I know. suppose it's that but sense really of mortality nice as well, isn't it? Yeah. Where actually when,
0: I suppose going back there when he was on the roids and all stuff like that, yeah. you sort of feel indes- indestructible. You are yeah. absolutely, I'm invincible. Whereas now he probably thinks, what? Yeah. I put and, myself into some yeah,
2: situations. And, you know, being on the steroids and stuff like that, you know, your, your brain's not normal, is it, at the time? No. Because it throws you all off balance anyway, you know. But, no, he's sorted his life out and he's yeah. Yeah, doing all right. So as we move to the end of the film,
1: you get Billy Murray, Frank Harper and Neil Maskell flexing their muscles. Yep. You don't see a lot of them um, sort of like during uh, the film, not too much. They add an element of comedy even to those really dark scenes. Yeah. I do like Neil Maskell with the scenes in the car with Frank Harper. Yeah. I think that's great. However, like I say, the endings... I mean, I like the way that they do show multiple possibilities. Yeah. I don't know if that was a conscious decision to do that. There's obviously loads of things that say that people are still protesting their innocence and everything. Why did he choose that sort of ending and show the multiple ones, even the police one, which is a a sort of a
2: left-field one for for
1: me, that the police might have had something
2: to do with it? I mean, mean, it's basically that where, you know, because... um, they're still appealing to the Hague that mm. they didn't do it, the ones mm. that are inside now. Um, you know, I don't know much about the evidence they had, but yeah, they're, they're still, you know, disputing they are innocent and that, and a lot of people were grieving they weren't, you know, couldn't have been there and, this and that on there Mm. Um, so it's a case of what do you do at the end of the film and that is the only reason that he done three three endings for it it's sort of you know make your own mind up because um, they were under 24 hour surveillance as well so that's why the police conspiracy came into it Yeah, you know but the only people that know really are the ones that done it you know
1: I mean, Darren Maskell's in uh, Witness Protection, I think, as well. Is, is, yeah. is he
2: still in there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I believe I haven't followed it
1: through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I remember is. when it happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one like, of
0: them. I mean, every one of those possibilities was done so well. Though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, again, in the feature, they mm. showed you how they was sort of setting the scene and how they'd chosen it the actual location's a bit crap now. Yeah, it's, it's not, been not very... Yeah. And I think the setting they chose, I mean, they kept it very close yeah. in the same sort of area, but just the way they... Gave it that look. Yeah, it was menacing. Yeah, it really, really was. It,
2: it was a lot more dramatic. Do yeah. You know what I mean? How they done it? And, and again, the snow they put down. I mean, every night they was laying down this snow for hundreds. Oh, of glass. it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't done in the winter. No, no, no. <laughs> no this, this, this was all fake snow. They were spraying everywhere. <laughs> okay, no, it looked cold. Yeah. It looked brilliant, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
0: what I say. I think the featurette has actually given me another view on this film and appreciated it a whole lot more than. Probably when I've watched it, because I've watched it and I've thought, this is a great film, yeah. but actually seeing those, i say, like, I watched it last night with a missus, you'll know Steve, probably not Cassie kind of film, she wouldn't let me carry on with the feature, well, she had a shower, I had to pause it, so she could oh, carry really? on watching it, <laughs> she me. was really, really enjoying it, um, and it actually made a lot of discussion for us, to the point where we'd sat down and I was like, I've got to go to bed, <laughs> I've got to go to bed now, because it was like, just all them different things and how they do it, it's so interesting, such yeah. a good. Thank you for doing it. No, uh, thank no problem. You for, like say, bringing us a copy, so no, no, you're more than welcome. Steve can watch it. It was mm. awesome, yeah. awesome bit of filmmaking. I
2: mean, I've, I've, I actually want to do. I mean, because I've still got all the tapes. I've still got hundred like twenty hours of them. But yeah. there's so much more stuff that I could put up. But and I want to. I want to edit some stuff together for it. Um But I've got to see how I stand on the rights because obviously yeah. it's not my film. Yeah, you know. But there's, um,
0: there's so there's so much. All the little bits that come on in the end, like. Yeah. Silly things like when you sort of revealed um, that Coralie Rose, this was sort of how she got the part. Yeah. Because um, I had audition loads of people. Yeah, yeah. And what happened to the Range Rover. Yeah. And the fact that the original Range Rover was actually being used by people for years and years after yeah. and every summer it stunk yeah and people like the people who had it
2: and didn't know where the smell
0: was the coming one from. got nicked yeah. off of set with yeah. all of the fake blood in it if <laughs> yeah. someone nicked it with all the fake blood took yeah. it to a scrappy the scrap like never went what's all that
2: yeah they actually it. asked them what they thought of when they saw all the blood in there and and the, the, the scrap dealers like dudes his words were i've seen worse <laughs> <Do you laughs> oh, know, imagine I mean? imagine there you go. Yeah. That's how they yeah. all got rid of bodies, isn't it? Yeah. And films yeah, yeah.
1: and stuff. Just,
0: yeah. Amazing. No, I'm oh, definitely going to watch that. Yeah. Definitely going to watch that. Honestly, mate, it's brilliant. Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it was really, really. It, it probably is one of the best. I mean, I've said to you, I, I've got all of these DVDs that have the discs, mm. and this has made me want to sit down and watch more of them. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it makes you appreciate the film more. Yeah. Um, and I think people are going to be shocked at my score when they yeah. hear it because this is this has pumped it up i wrote yeah. the score the other day yeah. i've done the notes it's gone up just from watching this it's made me appreciate the film and the actors more yeah um and everything that's gone though certainly the director yeah yeah, um, um, yeah every, everything in it you you get to appreciate the tube scene how it was put together on it it was magical yeah excellent excellent yeah
1: well have you got anything else that you want to say about the film ian
0: before we close um, up no, and score
1: it's
2: it, except that I still love it when I watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I, I actually watched it uh, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, just as a watch, and then I watched it again. So it's yeah. like uh, the most watched film for me in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, we always do your score first, mate. We do. Yeah, eighty-seven out of a hundred.
0: Eighty-seven out of a hundred. Yeah.
1: So, um, I've got 80. Yeah. Now, that's pretty high for me. Yeah. I'm a low scorer. I gave Top Gun 7 out of 100. Yeah. So, just to let you know, I don't know if you like Top Gun or not, but I thought that was really bad. Did it get to a 7? I thought you might have gone to a I four. do actually like yeah. Top Gun.
2: I ain't seen yeah. it for a long time. Okay, yeah.
1: right, yeah. I mean, so my scoring tends to be quite low. Yeah. I've got 80 on that. I'm pretty sure it'll go up watching uh, the feature. If you were to score it out of 100, what would you score it?
2: um what the feature or the film any of it all of it both of all it, all of it together um I'd, I'd say it's for me i'm being a bit biased i say it's got to be in the 90s yeah. but i'm being a bit biased okay. there, you
1: know no i mean I, I can see why it's just it's so much fun and yet it's so disturbing at the same time it is. and yeah. it is a typical british film but um it's just got Elements of everything. It's got the club scene. It's got yeah. the football. It's got the, the gangsters. It's got the true life. Yeah. Everything. It just all comes together really nicely. And that's why I think it relates to so many people yeah, because right. of those eras. But surprisingly, you know I mean? 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's critic score, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the user score is like people understand
0: it, do they? No, the yeah, user score so. is like 80-odd. Yeah, um, Critic score is like 14. Of course yeah. they are. Yeah, I know. No, no one wants to be the critic that advocates the film no, with these sorts of scenes in, do they? Yeah. And actually... A pet. I mean, we're we, people are tell you we're brutally honest with films. Yeah. And we've had it even if we have guests on. We can't lie. We do. We rip some films to part. We, yeah. we love some films. And this is one that is just amazing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you loved it.
1: Yeah now i want to say thank you very much for coming oh, down. you're more than welcome you're we know that welcome. we've taken your
0: time we
1: not your podcast cherry though <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we first podcast. Do people can tend to go on to bigger things after they've yeah. been yeah. here. so uh,
2: it's been so very entertaining good. very enjoyable
1: no uh, good yeah. i'm pretty pleased that you enjoyed it so um you've got to let people know where they can contact you what's what's your socials and
2: stuff if they want well, to get hold of you my main one at the moment and i've only been on there two years but it's a bit like um candy crush a girl's candy crush for me it's got to be twitter and <laughs> not it, it it's, yeah, yeah i love twitter
1: what's your twitter handle welcome it's real William mcintyre is it i mean we'll tag you obviously we tag yeah. you in quite a lot of stuff anyway yeah, we always yeah. give you special yeah. thanks every week no it's um, always appreciated <laughs> no no worries and um like i say we do, we we'll keep contacting you when you've got stuff yeah, out please yeah. come back on more and than happy to. more than yeah happy i mean um, I don't know how far it was, but uh, you can you can venture down and maybe even yeah. try Mark's bar out next time. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next Bring time your
2: cigars I'll... down. Oh, definitely. We'll yeah. have a nice cigar. I ran out a at moment. I was saying to me PA went on the way down. Yeah. I said I've run out of cigars. I'd love to bought one. Need <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to sort some out. I mean, this is a tinder box. This is yeah. this place. is. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've discussed yeah. it
1: before. Yeah, certainly, no no smoking between like, about half a mile, I think, before it catches. Catches light, so. But thank you so much. You're more than welcome. We've really enjoyed Uh, it, and it's
2: appreciated for the offer coming down. No, not at all. Not at all. We could sit here all night if you didn't have to get up. Yeah, I know. I've got to be on the road at five. I'm gonna be. I might as well just stay up all night. By the time I get back, (laughs) Uh, yeah, might well. I ain't even got a cigar. Go to a club. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much, Ian. You're more than welcome.
1: So we said goodbye to Ian. That was yeah, great. Wasn't what an insight into that film? Back on the road, mate. Early start. Yeah, a could, lovely guy. Could you imagine if? Uh, well, what, what film would you really like to have someone like Ian on in your life? Well, what film? The one film that you you could name that you'd want to uh, have Ian's insight
0: into? Um, Ari Aster's Midsummer. Would it? I'd love to have Ari Aster on. Would it? Chat about Midsummer. Yeah, mm, cool. You? Awesome. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I've
1: heard about so many problems on set on a naked gun. I think I'd have to do that. Yeah. Ravenous, I think, would be good as yeah. well. Really would like yeah. to do that one. Okay, brilliant. So, yeah. thank you very much, Ian. Amazing. Um, it was amazing yeah. indeed. So, we're not doing homework this week. Nope. Just remind us of what we're doing next week for homework. I gave you Wormwood, yeah. Road of the Dead. Yeah. And you gave me...
0: Don't look now. You did. Yeah. yeah. Classic, mm. mate. Yeah.
1: So, um, so that's what we got
0: for next week. Mm. Sorry we're not doing them this week. And next week's main. Yeah. Got another guest. We have. We've got Adam from Apple Park Films. Yeah. He's director of the Mire. Yeah. Um, and I've got in brackets I'm waiting for the Steve to confirm the film. <laughs> so I don't know what we're doing either. <laughs> I
1: thought we were doing sensor. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll yeah. I'll let Adam know.
1: Okay. Brilliant. Cool. Brilliant. So uh so we're doing sensor with Adam of Apple Park Films. Yeah. Another director. Yeah. Floody young <laughs> mate. Our that? bookings, mate, well, I'm uh, telling you. Sharp. <laughs> well. So okay then, mate. So do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media?
0: Absolutely. They can get us via Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email or movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. And don't forget to follow Ian, which is at Real Ian McIntyre. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed that, mate. Really yeah, enjoyed that. yeah, I need
1: to go home to bed though. Yeah. I'm afraid. Gotta get up in like four hours, but uh don't worry about me. No, None I won't. My... Okay. <laughs> no. Are you you're not off, are you? No. Oh good, good, no. good, good. Thank fuck for that. Yeah. Okay then mate. So yeah. after all that, say goodbye then, Mark. Goodbye then, Mark. See you later, everybody. Thanks yeah. for listening.
0: Take care, bye. <laughs> Been designing this week, mate. Been designing. I've designed a plane, right? It's entirely made of rubber, so if it crashes, it bounces. Uh, I'm going to call it a Boeing Seven Four Seven.
1: Fucking hell! I forgot the kids were back to school. Did one of the kids bring that home that's from school? Winner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Like, oh fucking! I'm glad that you're not ready for that. Barish yourself. 3 of movie drone i'm going to be star stuck steve i'm going to be star stuck steve i'm going to be star struck steve jill has got uh,
0: uh, the shit <laughs> and then one a little